Blog Talk Radio. at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, with co-host Patricia Glover-Howard. Hi, Patricia. Good evening, Bernice. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm excited about the show tonight. So, everyone, Patricia will monitor the chat room and post comments concerning our discussion tonight. Well, I'm happy to welcome the callers and chatters to research at the National Archives and beyond. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy and history an opportunity to listen, learn, and take action. If you have logged in as a guest and you wish to participate in the chat, please sign in through Blog Talk Radio. Well, tonight's show will focus on a new TV show, Family Pictures USA. Family Pictures USA is a television series and transmedia project that explores neighborhoods and cities through the lens of the family photo album. Hosted by Thomas Allen Harris, this innovative television series enlarges our understanding of history, our diversity, and our shared values. Thomas Allen Harris is a critically acclaimed artist who uses film, video, photography, and, excuse me, everyone, I've just messed up. (laughs) He uses film, video, photography, and performance to explore family and identity. Harris's work has been broadcast internationally and exhibited at major festivals, museums, and galleries across the globe. A graduate of Harvard College and a member of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, he has received numerous awards, including the NAACP Image Award and African Oscar as well as Guggenheim, Rockefeller, and United States Artist Fellowships. He lectures and teaches widely on media arts, visual literacy, and personal archiving at such institutions as Yale, Dartmouth, University of California, and many others. So let me give a warm welcome to Thomas Allen Harris to research at the National Archives and the Young Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Thomas. 
Thank you so much, Bernice. It's great to be back with you uh, after a few years uh, my, since my last interview with you. That's right. And for, for those of you who don't know, Thomas was on the show, and he was speaking about his major, major project, Through a Lens Darkly. And this is the project in which the film won the NAACP Image Award. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've been touring around with that project, and now I'm touring around with this project. And it's, um, it's been a blessing to, you know, to, um, to feel like I've uh, been doing my life's purpose with this, this work around photography yes. and archiving and uh, tell- storytelling. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I remember when you started with the Digital Diaspora Family Reunion. I think we met, that was about 2009, right? That was 2009. In fact, that we, I met you during our, the second version ever of the Digital Diaspora Family Reunion Roadshow. We had done a previous roadshow in Atlanta a few months before, and we were still coming up with our refining our strategy and our model for uh, the roadshow. And you are one of the first people um, I met in that, uh, the Silver Dock, uh, the Silver Dock's uh, uh, Digital Diaspora Roadshow in Silver Spring, um, Maryland. That's right. Wow. Look, and look and at where you are now. And we've been friends ever since. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So tell us about Family Pictures USA and how did it get started? Okay. So um, I'm going to go back. I actually just gave a TED Talk last Friday. Uh, about this very same subject, they, um, they, there was a, uh, a call for uh, people who were doing wild cards, that they were calling them, people who were creating innovative projects and changing the way people thought about things. And I was one of the, I believe, eight people that was uh, highlighted, uh, eight TED Talkers. Um, so I'm, I've been talking about this recently. Um, so it, it, I have been, for the last 25 years, uh, making personal films using my family uh, archive, my fa- both the nuclear family but also the extended family. I come from a family of photographers. Uh, both my uh, grandfather, my maternal grandfather, was a photographer. He documented the family and the extended family, his church family, uh, n- nearly all his life. Uh, first in black and white images. He would also work with filmmakers who came to Bethel, African Methodist Episcopal Church in the 40s and 50s, and he worked with them, and then he put, took up the camera uh, color uh, and started making color images, color slides, and he produced about 10,000 color slides of the family and extended family from New York all the way down to South Carolina and, and Florida, uh, to California, Detroit, and I inherited those images, and I also inherited his love for photography and for documenting family, but also for using my creativity to help enrich the family, uh, which is something he did. Because you know, when you look at when you look through the camera lens and take a picture uh, of someone that's connected to you that you you love, you're amplifying that love. You're saying, "I see that person." You know, and um, and so I felt that he he I was his kind of model 
for for from the beginning of when I was born. He, um, I, my parents were in school at the time, and so I grew up with my grandparents from Monday through Friday, and I have all these color slides of like my first days in the crib, all the way to walking. I have a you know, picture of me saying I'm an engine too, and you know, I mean, all these different <laughs> um, <laughs> different things. And so I could, I you know, when I look back at these images, I see, you know, I feel him. You know, I feel because his framing, the way he was looking at me and I was, you know, that his love. And um, and so so in some ways, I think that must have inspired me to become a filmmaker, a photographer, an artist, a storyteller. Um, and um, but the first film that really made me understand the kind of incredible and transformative aspect of the family photo album was a film that I made in South Africa in 2000. And um, uh, I started in 2000. And it was my stepdad passed away. And my stepdad had been part of the African National Congress. He was in exile for 30 years, had left with 11 other young men who were part of the, they were called the 12 from Bloemfontein. And um, they came, they were spread all over the world. Nelson Mandela asked them to leave and take the anti-apartheid message and spread it and um and so they thought they were going to come back to a free south africa in five or ten years you know by 1965 the latest 1966 seven eight and um, they weren't able to go back home for until 30 years later and out of all the young men my dad was the one that chose media as his tool to dismantle you know fight against apartheid and um, and it, which included his becoming a, a radio, speaking of radio, a radio uh, setting up the anti-apartheid radio at the United Nations. And um, and also he documented his uh, family and extended kind of community during those years in exile. And when he died in 2000, I um, went to South Africa for the first time. He had moved there a few years before. And um, after the you know, South Africa became free, and I realized that many people did not know the story, and it just struck me that these, you know these these guys were returning home after 30 years, and that no one knew who they were. You know, their their parents had died. You know, maybe their siblings and close friends knew them and remembered them, but like you know the next the generation beneath them or their you know the generation beneath that had no idea who these people were, and so I decided to. Um, bring his album back to South Africa and use it as a way to make a film about why they left and how they left and about his life, but also the, the kind of the, the story of the 12. And we, the film ended up being the 12 disciples from Nelson Mandela, a son's tribute to unsung heroes. And so um, uh, I, I didn't just want to make a historical documentary. I wanted somehow to activate young people. And so I got these young South African actors who were about the age that he was when he left, 19, 20, 21, and introduced them to the album and also introduced them to the, you know, the, the guys who were still alive, then, the guys he had left with who had returned home, uh, the freedom fighters. And some of them lived next to them, but they didn't know who they were or what they'd done. 
And so it became the film that goes between archive and these young South Africans performing the story of their neighbors and their country. And, um, and it was just transformative, you know, after that, but the whole country now is cel- celebrates uh, this group known as the 12 Disciples of, of Nelson Mandela. Uh, they come from uh, Bloemfontein, which is a very conservative part of South Africa in the middle. It's not, you know, the fancy Cape Town or, you know, the, the happening Johannesburg. It's, you know, it's a, it's a place where, which is the birthplace of apartheid and the birthplace of also the African National Congress fighting apartheid. And so when I saw how the album was able to tell a story which, you know, many people wanted to erase, you know, the South African government didn't want to know, you know, know about these foot soldiers who had you know, kept the movement alive until, Nelson, until the Free Nelson Mandela movement came to being in 1980, you know, and, um, and how they came back and no one knew who they were. I thought, well, how can I bring the power of that to this country so that we begin to understand all the dimensions of who we are as Americans, um, that we, you know, that the, these amazing stories, your stories of, of women who were entrepreneurs, you know, going back generations, or stories of people coming together and forming community, you know, across bloodlines and, you know, they, 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 you know, maroon communities or communities of empowerment. And they're just amazing stories that, that, that we don't see in the history books, but that are in these books that our ancestors put together as family albums. And so that led to me starting the Digital Diaspora Family Reunion while I was making the film about black photographers, you know, because a lot of black photographers also had their images were not collected. Um, you know, they were also marginalized like the 12 disciples from Bloemfontein. And so a lot of their work was saved, um, you know, by families who were their patrons in the family albums. And, um, and so I thought um, I wanted to use this project the community engagement side of the project to empower people to see the value of their images and the value of the stories within them. And like me, you know, be able to do creative things with their family albums. And, um, and so that led to digital diaspora. We've been doing that since 2009 and, you know, as as we just discussed and, um, and uh, about a year or two ago, we uh, started speaking with some funders and broadcasters and they said, this would be an amazing TV show. We said, yeah, this would be. And we began with the support of, a, of some, some funders uh, and including public television to develop it. And last, uh, uh, should I stop there or continue? I, I, well, I, I just want to just share with you some of the feedback that's coming from the chat room. <laughs> Okay. Uh, because everyone is just so inspired just to hear what you're saying. You know, you have genealogists listening to you. So oh. we're just loving this because the family album, as you said, it does tell a story. And so this is one way that everyone can look at a family album and realize, wait a minute, things did happen. You talk to people and you say, well, tell me about your family, and they'll say, nobody told me anything. But Mm. they do have pictures. They Mm -hmm. do have pictures. And so it's, it's, as as you said, a way to empower people. Mm. I was just going to say, as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
And it's something for people to to really think about. I mean, what a beautiful way to get your story told. This is Angela, and she said, that should inspire us, as you spoke of the 12 disciples of Nelson Mandela, that that should inspire us to find the heroes who walk among us here, from freedom freedom riders to early political office holders and and. So much more. This is Angela just commenting after you have mm. shared what you did with the 12 disciples of Nelson Mandela. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I so believe that, you know, because, um, because you know, as this, it, you know, to survive, our, you know, our, our ancestors, and when I say ancestors, not just blood ancestors, but our, our community, you know, they were full of heroes so that we can get to where we're standing on the, on their shoulders, you know, and, you know, heroes that were unsung who, you know, help, you know, someone maintain their freedom or help someone get to a place where they could, you know, start anew or keeping their business or saving a life or giving someone a job or, you know, all these things, you know, that, that are just such an amazing, amazing stories of, thriving and survival that, that we don't somehow get to talk about, you know, even in this difficult time right now of, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I think it's it's so important that we we, we keep, you know, the, the stories of our successes and celebrations so that we know that we, who we are and we have that mirror for ourselves. Right, and we have another comment coming out uh, about the the photo, and this is from True, and she's saying the photo of of her and her daddy will last a lifetime, and it foretold what she is doing now. She said, "Who knew? Who knew that she would even have this photo to be able to?" to do what she's doing now, and it, it's, it's really helping her. So tell us more about Family Pictures USA. Well, um, it's built in many ways on the model that we created with Digital Diaspora Family Reunion, uh, going to a, a, a specific location and working with a variety of partners, uh, including um, uh, community groups, uh, as well as museums, libraries, other cultural institutions and educational institutions, and putting a large call out to people uh, to whether it has a theme or or um, or has a geographical kind of a, um, uh, 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 focus um, on uh, welcoming people to come and share their family photographs and story and. Um, and so we, um, in Detroit, for instance, we put out a call uh, with a variety of our partners, including media partners as well, and we interviewed more than 100 different uh, people, 100 different families. And um, we um, then um, um, follow some of those uh, particular individuals and cast some other individuals and basically what we do is we look at a particular city, or neighborhood, or rural community through the lens of the family photo. And we allow the stories of the people's stories of the transformation of this particular uh, locale through the family images, so stories that, that are not necessarily the stories of the, you know, the wealthy landowners, but are the stories of people who come migrate, you know, migrants and people who've left and come back or, and, um, 
and uncover uh, these kinds of missing pieces of history. We also allow for people to make connections, you know, uh, similar to the um, uh, gene- genealogy. You know, when you hold a picture up in a community or a series of pictures, people discover connections. Um, several people everywhere we go, they realize, oh, my gosh, our families have been friends for generations. Uh, other people realize that they're second and third cousins uh, through a family picture and a name. And, um, and so there is this kind of um, story and also richness in the, al- in the album. Uh, people make these discoveries in the images that they've lived with all their lives by looking at the image in the context of a, a kind of public space. Um, one woman, you know, had a show a photograph of her uh, her brother who had died, who had gone to Vietnam and come back and passed away, and it was a picture of him as a little boy. And it was at our Harlem stage road show, and someone said, "Well, how old was he? You know, in this picture?" And it was, it was her favorite picture of him. It was a picture that was taken before she was born, and she says, "I'm not sure." And someone else in the audience yells out, "Well, that's that's a birthday cake. It looks like it's his birthday. Let's count the candles." And the whole audience is counting the candles, and everyone all of a sudden becomes a kind of uh, detective, and and, beca- and and so we 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 you know determine the, his age, and then and then someone started singing Happy Birthday, and another and the, the person oh. who was sharing the photograph recited a poem you know about him, and it was like this uh, you know family you know really redefining family and, and coming together in this le- this level of support and and heart that was really uh, amazing. That's, oh, uh, that's just wonderful. Now, how did you select Detroit or, for that matter, any city or community? Well, we selected Detroit because a funder, uh, the Ford Foundation, had given us a grant, and they've uh, been blessed because they have supported my work for a number of years across a number of different projects. And, um, and so they had a, a specific grant uh, around Detroit, which is the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the origins of the Ford Foundation. They, you know, they, they were started you know, because of the uh, Ford Motor Company. And, um, and so they are building up their, um, their uh, portfolio there, and they were giving grants to people who were doing work there. And we had already been work in, working in tandem with the Detroit Historical Society, they had seen uh, our film Through a Lens Darkly in Oakland, and they said, oh, we'd love to do something with you during our Detroit 1967, which was the, um, the uh, commemoration of the 50th year anniversary, uh, uh, 50 year anniversary of the riots, which you know, indelibly changed the city. And so we were talking with them, and we didn't know well how the money was going to come together. And then we, you know, got this grant from the Ford Foundation, and then we also had some support from public television, and it just all came together. And we said, well, let's do the pilot, you know, here. And uh, in fact, it was, you know, some people were like, well, why don't you wait until you got this, that, and the other? And you know, we said, well, you know, we have this unique opportunity, and we had these amazing people, and. You know, and I also have a personal connection to Detroit because my great-grandmother is, uh, lived in Detroit with her two daughters, my great-aunts. And I have a picture of all of us together when my grandfather took me as a one-year-old to go and meet them. 
Yeah, and so so I, I so I, I and we never went back to Detroit after you know, after the uh, the riots and the families, you know, kind of stopped. It was a kind of a break in communication. Before that, there was constant going back and forth between New York and Detroit. And so I also wanted to kind of I'm in the film, I'm in the TV show as well, you know, kind of looking for this connection, looking for the house that this photograph was taken in, and also looking at how the story of Detroit has been told, you know, we all, when we think of Detroit, all of us as Americans have a connection to the, you know, Motor City, you know, both in terms of the car culture, cars, as well as music. And at the same time, we also have a, you know, there's a picture of Detroit that is circulating in terms of, you know, what, what, what is the city now and, you know, post, you know, post the auto industry uh, and, you know, uh, crash and, and so, um, so, you know, I went there and found this amazing, vibrant, uh, city that is in the process of rebirth, and uh, and I've really looked at the city through uh, all these different people who are doing creative things that engage their family albums in some way and shape community, and um, and also are connected to to music and to uh, poetry and arts and business. And uh, it's amazing how many people out of that those hundred families who came to share their family story and photo with us were from families of entrepreneurs. I had you know we hadn't put out that kind of call, but you know that's that's what what came out. Um, and you know Detroit is also a um, a border city. We don't necessarily think about that as Americans, but it's right there. You know, it's it buttressed uh, you know against Canada. You're separated by a river, you know, which is also a place that um, people um, uh, who were enslaved, you know, uh, fled to to Canada. Many many of them through Detroit, and at the same time, Detroit also had. Um, um, its own kind of complicated slave system. So people were actually who were born in Detroit enslaved were fleeing Detroit, you know, to go down to go in other places because they, they there was there was this kind of weird kind of uh, thing that was going on. And then the Native Americans, and we had several Native American families come and share their photographs. And they are going between you know the United States and Canada with their 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 photographs have a lot of you know, their ID cards, you know, that talk about their status. Uh, there were all these different um, European and Middle Eastern immigrants. Um, there are people who had gone, who had been through uh, concentration camps, uh, Greeks who had you know, made their way to to um, to the uh, Americas. Um, so it was just a, a, such an amazing kind of microcosm that you know I had if I hadn't gone there and if I hadn't done this project I wouldn't know this city in this in this way and so my hope is to give this this kind of view that is a deep view of the city um, through the lens of these you know family photographs that are all kind of you know speaking to one another you know across age and generation and gender and and um, and, and ethnicity and geographic location and, you know, just to celebrate, you know, this place of America. Well, when you when you put out this call and you said you had 100 families to, to come in and share their stories, was this a call that was done on the radio, television, in the newspaper, or just kind of through word of mouth that you would be at a particular location and they should just come and tell their stories and bring the photo albums? 
Oh, yes. It, all of the above, actually. Um, for In Detroit, we had our, our media partners included the Detroit Free Press. So there were articles in the newspaper, and they also have a film festival. So there were announcements during the film festival. They included radio. WDET was our, our radio, one of our radio partners. We did several radio uh, shows there. The engagement was over six months. It was, you know, it was a, quite a long engagement, six, seven, eight months. Um, back and forth, some, you know, sometimes staying and living in Detroit, other times going, just traveling back, commuting. And then we had Detroit Public TV, that was our TV partner. And so they put out a word on the, on the state. They cut out these short pieces, cut, um, edited these short pieces that showed on television, and they were our, uh, helped with our media partners. Then we had also, the, in addition to the Detroit Historical Museum, which was our main community partner, institutional partner, um, we had the Detroit Institute for the Arts. Um, uh, the Arab American Museum, the Church of the Messiah, Downtown Synagogue, um, a variety of different uh, other groups that were kind of small uh, groups, Allied Media, um, Pedal to Porch, um, uh, a lot of different, this word of mouth as well. Uh, we had a Detroit crew who was putting the word out, working with us. Wayne State University was our educational partner, and we shot a lot on their studios as well as in these other locations, the other hosting locations. So it was a real citywide kind of initiative and, um, and in fact it's not over yet because we're, we're still editing the, um, the three other half hour episodes and we're, our goal is to take it back to Detroit and show Detroit itself through these episodes and then also continue doing the outreach you know, particularly among young people you know, because as, as you know with your research uh, Bernice um, you know, if someone starts with an idea, if they have an idea, you can learn anything on the Internet, you know, and um, it's just giving people a passion around and, and a sense of who they, where they come from and who they are and a passion for learning about us, you know, themselves and, 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 their, uh, um, and, and where they come from, and I think is something that is, is grounding and helps people, particularly young people, have a focus and, and also be able to be contained and not necessarily be kind of like a leaf in the wind, you know, in terms of uh, being just someone to be marketed to or someone to be, um, yeah, just, you know, kind of ignored as a young person, uh, you know, in America. Well, has the uh, and, and you're so right, it's, it's wonderful to, to reach out to the young people, to engage them, they some are just so media savvy. <laughs> I mean, they mm. are the ones you want to get in, and as you get them in, you do draw them into understanding about their origin and about the community. But it sounds like you really had a large community engagement initiative that involved all of Detroit. Yes, I I don't know if it involved all of Detroit. It involved a lot because it's, you know, it's, it's 
pretty sprawling. But it, uh, but we'd love to, you know, claim that. But it, ultimately, when the project is done, hopefully we will be able to say that. But it involves significant, you know, significant parts of the city, and a significant part of the city rather. And um, and you know, at its heart, this project is a community engagement project. It's 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 something to help us help bring us together and, um, you know, kind of transform our relationship um, to one another. You know, in this age of new media, as we've seen from, you know, the, the kind of divisiveness that we're experiencing now, you know, people have their own, you know, they follow who they follow and they follow people who are like-minded and there's very little space for us to understand, you know, another person or to bear witness to another person. I think people are feeling isolated and people are feeling alone and feeling afraid and, or they're feeling self-righteous or that, you know, and how do we affirm you know, our humanity. And I think a lot of times that would happen, you know, in, in churches, but even churches often are, um, you know, polarized or, you know, they're racially polarized or class polarized and, you know, based on the community you live in. And, and we're trying to create a space where people across difference come together and get to see, you know, one another and get to see themselves and get to see their commonalities. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, celebrate the work of our ancestors and putting, you know, these books together, um, which we no longer do, but we, you know, but we, this, this project is trying to offer people other possibilities for uh, reincarnation of the family album or incarnation of the family album in the digital age. Right. Well, we're going to stop right here and come back and continue to talk, but we're going to take a quick break and come right back, okay? Thank you. Welcome back to Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, with co-host Patricia Glover-Howard. And you can join us every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where we will have an expert to share resources, stories, and answer your burning genealogy and history questions. Remember, all of my guests share a deep passion and knowledge of genealogy and history. All of my shows are available as a podcast immediately after the broadcast, and they can be downloaded from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn.com, and Stitcher.com. Well, you have been listening to Thomas Allen Harris discussing Family Pictures 
USA. And Thomas, before we went on the break, you talked about this whole digital age that we're in. And, you know, so many people, they, they're taking pictures, but they're taking them on their digital cameras. But what happened to that photo album that's still sitting there in the house? I mean, what do you say to people when they come to uh, share their images? What about the photo album? Yeah, I you know, I say to people, you know, I think we should be printing out images as well. Um, and um, I don't think the photo album is necessarily the same kind of album that maybe was, you know, created, let's say, you know, 30, 40 years ago or before. I think it's more about doing something that's a little bit more creative with the album. Um so, you know, groups of, I know there are groups that do kind of these kind of, um, um, I, I can't remember the word right now for it. It's a kind of collage with the album um, mm-hmm. where they do artwork with their photographs in, in groups. Um, and then there are artists who are doing things. There are people who are taking images and, and actually using them in uh, kind of writing, doing writings around them and then putting that into a, a scrapbook. Scrapbooking, basically, is what I'm saying. The scrapbooking, which is its own kind of art and has a long history um, in terms of American tradition and African-American tradition as well in terms of alternative histories. And uh, so people are doing scrapbooking, and then there's artists who are doing uh, kind of professional scrapbooking, and then people are, some people are making, um, archiving um, the images in another kind of way, making, um, writing books or making films or doing, doing creative things with their, with their albums um, that, uh, and then some people are still doing the traditional albums. Some people go to, you know, different places, Walmart or, or Target and get their images printed out and actually, you know, print them out. The, the, the key difference for me in terms of uh, the album, using the album as opposed to a post on, on social media, is that the album is, is so much, it's curated. So it's curated that, you know, the storyteller, I can really appreciate this. You're putting one image next to another or before or after another on, you know, on this, you know, this surface is very different than uploading an image. And then, you know, some, the image is like, you know, down on some social feed might make an appearance, you know, for, you know, a few, you know, within a few hours, you know, for, for friends. And then it's like kind of fed down, but there, and then there's new images and there's like, all bunch of new images that come and replace that image, you know, and how do we talk about which images are important to us relative to uh, the stream of images that we encounter every single day, the thousands of images. Yeah. How do we, I say, this image has pride of place. Yeah, how, do we talk, how do we do that for ourselves? How do we do that for our kids, you know, or our loved ones? or our relatives or our, our larger community to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, talk about that, you know, and some people, you know, think that, well, the more images get recycled, you know, within social media, the, the more we see them. But in some ways it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really it's like having, having a, an object is, is for me is, is kind of interesting and, you know, and I think it's important and um, yeah. And there's something precious about it. Right, there is something precious about 
having that album and being able to tell that story chronologically, if you will. I mean, I have an album full of pictures when I was a little baby, a little girl, you know. Mm. And and I could imagine what was my mother thinking. She had twins, and so they took a lot of pictures of us. And mm-hmm. here I am, you know, X number of years later, and I have all of these pictures now to share with my grandchild. And for mm. her to say, oh, is that what you look like when you were a baby? Yeah, cute, huh? I love seeing the images of you and your sister on social media. Whenever I see them, they make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, Family Tree Girl is saying that we can do a timeline with photos. Yes, and we that, can. And that is true. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, a personal historical timeline. You know, what the seventies was like for you, the eighties, the nineties, what was you know going on nationally, internationally, personally. Very, it's very, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, and then, if you have a, your own timeline and a friend's timeline, or you know, other people's timelines, you can see the commonalities and the differences. That's true. Well, we have a question here. Okay, so do you have any kind of suggestions for people considering undertaking projects, themes, ideas? We still have stories to tell as adults. What would you recommend? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that was really key for me in terms of coming out with the Project Digital Diaspora, you know, when people would come to me with boxes of images, Mm -hmm. I would tell them, you know, uh, why don't you select 15 images that tell a story, you know, that tell something that, that is really important to you. So allow, you know, sit with the images, you know, spread out the images, you know, just dump, maybe dump out a bunch of images or take some books out, you know, take them out of this and then look at them and see what, you know, what story needs to be told or, and then, and then begin to, you know, you know, I mean, when, when I did the interview with you um, in 2009, you know, I was so inspired. You said, you know, you, you began your journey around genealogy with just a, one photo and a name. And that's right. That's a quote. And, and and how each time you would get stuck or you think you hit a dead end, you know, then something would come and show you the way. And in fact, that's how I work in terms of my creativity. You know, making the kinds of films I make. You know, it's like really giving the kind of the sacred space and, and allowing myself to either be led or or spirit to come and tell me, you know, reveal something. Um, and, um, and so, you know, as a filter, you know, and so, so I, I think it's important to you know, use the tools that we have and, and give the space to allow them to tell you how to use them. And that's, you know, that's the beginning. And then, and then talk about, you know, your realizations with friends, with, you know, going other communities, uh, put out some of the things that you discover and find, you know, and allow for other people to come in and give you feedback or, you know, um, to, to, to uh, move you forward with the journey. So I think it's, it's really about that, that kind of trust. You don't have to know when you begin where you're going to end. You can, you can say, I am open to a beginning 
here and 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 then follow that path. And then follow that. Well, we have uh, Maddie Bailey Sullivan is saying that she was able to take pictures of her mother's family, in particular during their family church anniversary. And they display the pictures from the early 1900s forward during that time and at homecoming. And that's Mm. how they tell the story, yes. Wow. Yeah. It's so, yes, it's so important to me to display them. And, I mean, Maddie's doing exactly what I do with with Digital Diaspora, you know, bringing a group of people together, displaying them, showing them, talking about them, you know, reminiscing, making discoveries. Yeah. So tell us uh, where where are you taking Family Pictures USA? You mentioned Detroit, but where? What other uh, cities are you looking at? Well, we're working. We're we're probably going to go to um, North Carolina, and uh, we're going to do a tour of the South. So North Carolina. We're talking right now with North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, and uh, Florida. So the next road show is probably going to start this summer um, in one of those uh, states, and it's going to be, we're going to instead, since we focus so much on, you know, one of the uh, most famous cities in in America, we're now going to really look at uh, rural communities and see what that's like because it's very different than you know than the um than the you know the urban you know the urbanness of uh, a sprawling nature of Detroit and so um so i i'm i'm looking for, looking forward to working both in several rural communities in, in in the south as well as several of the cities and seeing how they are similar similar and how they're different and um, so that's going to be um, a real interesting discovery. We're also very much open to people making suggestions. Um, we, you know, I tell people, please reach out to us. You know, if you, if you want to share a photo and a story, we'll put you in the blog. We're, we're keeping, uh, uh, trying to put together a, a group of um, any, a, a kind of um, uh, looking where there are groupings of people who really want family pictures there. Um, and, uh, you know, it starts with people, and so uh, people who are connected also with institutions, whether they be churches or, or uh, libraries or museums or, you know, senior centers or educational universities. And, and so um, those, that's how, when we get a large enough cluster of people, that's, that, that's usually the next city that we, we go to because they're, you know, we're working with public television right now. And so we, you know, there are public television stations you know, all across the country. Oh, okay. So when you say a large enough group of people, how many people uh, would it take for you to then say, okay, this looks good enough. We're going to go to this community. Yeah, well, it's actually, um, it's a combination of people and institutions. So it's not so much um, a specific number, it's, it's uh, people and, you know, a number, you know, a certain number of people, you know, let's say if it's a church that has like, you know, 50 you know, people who are very interested, and then you know there are people who are connected to uh, the local college, 
um, as well as uh, you know the libraries and historical centers. So having you know certain key institutional partners and um, and a, a kind of groupings of people. Um, then that's when we begin to uh, really put resources into developing further partnerships there and helping people to help us develop the partnerships and empowering them to develop the partnerships to tell their stories. And, um, and, then, and then it kind of snowballs from there. That's, that's in some ways what happened with Detroit. You know? And so the more energy around a particular place and things start happening. And so we kind of map that. We map, we're mapping the country in that way. Oh, okay. And do they contact you or do you have someone else that they would reach out to? Oh, if they, uh, we have a team. So they can contact us at info at familypicturesusa.com. Okay, so that's info at familypictures.com. So no, info, where... it, 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 info at familypicturesusa.com. Okay, okay, at and, Family and Pictures. People, yes, and people can also join our Facebook group. It's Family Pictures USA, and they could reach us that way. We're really active on social media, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, and so LinkedIn. And so, um, so people can reach out to if you want to reach out to me, then I'll put you in touch with the right person on a team. And um, I'm also I'm travel I travel a lot, so I may not be able to get back, you know, immediately or you know, and sometimes personally. So so um, please bear with us. But someone will get back to you shortly in a timely fashion. So how can we? Find Family Pictures USA, the actual TV uh, show. We are going to start broadcasting in 2019, and we will probably we we do do a lot of um, we're we're beginning to show a lot more of our material on Instagram and uh, some of our video material on Facebook, and so we're doing uh, we're releasing a, a short video next week uh, through our. Um, our Facebook group, Family Pictures USA, as well as through our Digital Diaspora Family Reunion, and so um, so you could you could actually uh, Google us and you'll find us you know on YouTube as well, and um, and so and we also have a very active blog. Uh, our blog is uh, Digital Diaspora. Uh, it's at One World One Family dot M E. One World One Family dot M E. And if you you know, Google Family Pictures or Google Digital Diaspora Family Reunion, they'll both ultimately lead you to, to our blogs as well. And you can see that the, the trailer for our TV show is actually on our FamilyPicturesUSA.com website, so you can see that as well. So, Thomas, uh, since you're talking about, I mean, actually uh, broadcasting in 2019, Will this be a weekly broadcast or a monthly broadcast? Kind of tell us how it's going to um, be implemented. Well, they're going to be specials. So it's, you know, like we have these holidays that, that we celebrate, um, you know, whether it's President's Day or Mother's Day. So we're going to have content um, that's going to be associated with particular holidays. Uh, that come from people's family albums, and then we'll have these special hour-long shows on PBS 
and um, um, and so we and then we'll have we're going to have content in some ways everywhere, uh, whether it's short, five minutes. Uh, we are going to have a stream on Facebook, uh, ten minutes content, ten, uh, con- yeah, ten minute uh, ten minute series. Um, so it's going to be uh, kind of everywhere. You won't be able to <laughs> avoid us. You know, and it's going to be a lot of user-generated material. But, but in terms of the TV broadcast, that's going to be uh, most likely the hour-long shows on PBS. And we're not sure exactly when they're going to be in 2019. We're still working that out with public television. Okay. And so for, for those of you listening, this is your opportunity. Mobilize your community, right? <laughs> And and really start looking at uh, this this project as a way of pulling your community together to to share those stories. This is so exciting! Wow. So we're getting close to the end of the show. Do you have any closing remarks or anything that you want people to know, understand about Family Pictures USA that you haven't already told us about? Yeah, well, um, I will. You know, I just want to encourage people to look and see some of our earlier uh, work. Um, uh, the film Twelve Disciples of Nelson Mandela is available uh, both on um, uh, the iTunes as well as Amazon as a DVD and also streaming um, on iTunes. Um, you could see uh, my film That's My Face on Amazon. And that film, actually, I, I traveled to Brazil looking for a face I had in a dream and you know, looking for another way of being African in the, in the Americas. And it led me to find hours of Super 8 material that my grandfather had shot in our basement when I came back from Brazil. And um, so you'll see this kind of Super 8, three generations of a family um, on Super 8 telling the stories, spiritual, spiritual journey stories, um, and Thrillin' Darkly. And so... Um, so, yeah, I just want to say that I, it's been a really a blessing to have known you for almost 10 years, uh, Bernice, and, you know, and I've just really been inspired by your work and, you know, really appreciate your support. And, and you know, together we are we're making mountains move. <laughs> Absolutely, making mountains move here. And for those of you who don't know, and you may have seen Through a Lens Darkly, it was on PBS. And so yeah. I don't know when it's coming back on again, but I know every time I see it, I'm, I'm watching it again, Thomas, because I remember when you were talking about Through a Lens Darkly. Uh, it's so valuable to look at it from the lens of the black photographer. And uh, I think it, you've done a wonderful job just bringing that to the public. Mm, so, thank you. So I want to just... Thank you so much, Thomas, for sharing this exciting new show with us, for encouraging folks to mobilize, get in their communities, look in those photo albums, let those pictures help them tell that story, and for stressing just the need to tell the stories that you uncover and discover in your family photo albums. And, you know, please, everyone, I want you to remember your ancestors left footprints. And you should follow those clues that are presented to you through oral history, family records, photo albums, 
and research at the National Archives and beyond. You can continue this discussion on the research at the National Archives and beyond and the Family Pictures USA Facebook pages. And also remember to listen to the African Roots Podcast with Angela Walton Raji on Friday. And also watch for the Black Progen Live with host Nika Soul Smith. Thank you so much for joining Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. And also check out my services at BB's Genealogy Research and Educational Services, LLC. And my website is www.genieberoots.com. I look forward to all of you joining me next month. So this is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, with co-host Patricia Glover Howard. Good night, everyone. Good night, Thomas Allen Harris. Good night, Bernice. Good night, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Okay. Mm-hmm.